0: For details on the program, visit Eckfeldt.com slash thrive. That's E-C-K-F-E-L-D-T dot com slash thrive. Welcome, everyone. This
2: is Thinking Outside the Bud. I'm Bruce Eckfeldt. I'm your host, and our guest today is Dan Rush. He is co-founder of Moose Labs. We're going to talk to him about the products that they are developing for the cannabis space. Some interesting backgrounds, some interesting stories, interesting products. It was one of the things I love about the cannabis space is that there's so many different angles, so many different niches, and things you can do inside cannabis that have more to do with just than just her growing weed. And you're, you know, there's there's a it's a really multifaceted industry. So I always love these conversations. With that, Dan, welcome to the the program.
3: Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, it's a pleasure. So why don't we get into kind of what you guys do and what the backstory is and kind of a little bit of how this all came about and then we can kind of talk about what the business is doing now and, and the work you're on, you're focused on.
3: Sure. So uh, basically the the one line is Moose Labs is like a product development company based in LA focusing on cannabis products and the harm reduction space. Um, mm-hmm. we been around since 2015 and we basically just started kind of out of college had an idea we wanted to uh wanted to create a bong made out of ice so our go-to was we wanted to make a mold and then sell that mold obviously we had no manufacturing experience so we purchased a 3d printer i started tinkering around with that and then in order to try to raise the funds to produce that product we started manufacturing on the 3d printer uh, what we called 420 stands it was basically just Kind of like stoner organization, you know. You had a place for your bowl, your slides, dabbers, and all mm-hmm. that stuff, just in one one organized spot. And then it was in 2015 that we went to a cannabis cup in Denver, uh, Colorado, with that product, the 420 stands. And somebody walked past our booth with a rig in one hand and one of those like clicker counters in in the other, and they were announcing that their rig gave out 10,000 dabs. And uh, my brother and co-founder at the time, or co- brother and co-founder Jay. Um, we looked at each other and we're like, that He's is. still bro- your brother. Yes, yeah, still my brother. Yes, <laughs> unfortunately, but yes. Um, we looked at each other and we're like, that is amazing. Like, think of how many people here, the sense of community. And my girlfriend was also there. She's our other co-founder, still my girlfriend, uh, Maria. She looked at us and was like, "That is disgusting. How did tend to have that? And she took a step. She took a step away from us. Like the fact that you guys think that's cool is even gross. So uh,
2: yeah, anyway, <laughs> like I kissed, I kissed that mouth out. kind
3: exactly, of thing. <laughs> exactly. I don't think she touched me for like a week. Yeah, but, um, I <laughs> yeah, we basically just went home or thought about it for a little bit. And we we're like, yeah, how has nobody thought of this? And then we did a little bit of research and really nobody had thought about it. And we mentioned it to a couple friends and their eyes went wide or like, wait a second, why the heck are we putting our mouth on the same surface as everybody? Um, exactly. yeah. So then we sat down with some graph paper, literally the protractor and the ruler that I've had since like third grade elementary school and just oh, started yes. sketching it up on a paper. And then next thing you know, we went to the 3d printer we had. I taught myself how to do like CAD and like, uh, like 3d design and all that. And, uh, just kind of whipped up a little model, printed out a little prototype, and the rest is history.
2: And, and so, and what is what is the prototype? Or explain in, in language, visually, what this thing does and, and how it works.
3: Absolutely. So, it's basically a silicone mouthpiece. Uh, the original design was basically imagine like a snow cone, like an ice cream cone. Um, uh-huh. And the whole premise was just one product that could universally fit in a wide mouth bong, a handpipe, a joint, just across all the entire spectrum just one single mouthpiece that you could have for yourself that you could then use, creating basically a a buffer between your mouth and the product that you're consuming. Uh, So that way you can consume safely with others. At the time when we first invented it, we wanted to incorporate a filter into it, but we just found that it was way too difficult to actually figure out the logistics and the R&D behind it. So we just went to market with the germ-free smoking aspect of the mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until about three years later, I think it was about 2018, we were at a show and some old school hippie walked up to us and said, hey, man, the mouthpiece is great, but you got to put a filter in it. And we looked at him and we we're like, man, we tried. And the dude looked at us and just said, well, try harder and walked away. <laughs> and we were like, son of a bitch. There me. we are trying harder. And uh, yeah, spent out about 16 months just trying to figure out the material, the fiber structure. R&D and everything, and yeah. then we redesigned the mouthpiece, released the filter, and it's just been a game changer since then.
2: Yeah, it's kind of one of those uh, you know, innovation is not always easy. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes it takes a thousand tries exactly. to find a way to, to make it work. It takes a smack uh,
3: upside the head from a old school yeah. hippie who's just like, yeah, just do <laughs> it,
2: who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, so give us, us a little sense of kind of background in terms of the skills you brought to this. I mean, uh, what things did you kind of know going into it? What did you know you didn't know, and what did you not know you didn't know? Oh, sure. <laughs> Getting involved Um, in the business.
3: Yeah, it's going to sound kind of ridiculous. The one thing that me and my brother always knew is we wanted to be our own boss. We wanted to own our own company. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, We just didn't really... My mom was an entrepreneur. She owned a, she still owns to this day, a research consulting firm. And uh, our father was VP of distribution for several, like large warehouse firms in like the 80s and 90s. So we always kind of had that like entrepreneurial spirit. And it was really just that mentality that it really was like at at all costs. I just don't want to work for anybody else. So we were doing the 420 stands. We were doing the original mouthpiece just for germ free. And it was just that kind of drive and the determination to just get it done because we were so far into it. You know, we had we were kind of like the people in the family that everybody looked at, like, oh, maybe maybe they're doing it or maybe they're just those crazy inventors that aren't going to do anything. <laughs> and uh, luckily it worked out. So it's really about just the, the drive and the determination that you bring to it, you know.
2: Yeah, and uh, any any dark moments or uh, <laughs> oh. points at which you you weren't sure it was really going to happen, Absolutely. or you know <laughs> you weren't sure what the next step was going to
3: be. Absolutely. When so when we released it in the beginning of 2015, it was great. It took off, blew up. At the time, we probably had maybe like I want to say like a few thousand Instagram followers. And when we released it, we had zero credibility in the industry. So everybody had just assumed that it was just another product that came from a manufacturer overseas. Nobody knew of Moose Labs. So it really only took about, I want to say, maybe six months for it to be completely knocked off and flooded the market with just exact duplicate knockoffs. All they did was scrub off our name. It was it was bad. So for a little bit, it boosted our sales because we were able to say, look, we're the original, you know, we're using the high quality silicone, all those kinds of different marketing and differentiating factors. But then it became just an impossible thing to compete with. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with uh, Alibaba and DHgate. There were days where we would go on there and there'd be dozens of pages, just hundreds of listings of people just slinging mouthpieces overseas for pennies and during in 2017 it got really really bleak where there were days where no money was coming in months where little revenue was happening and it wasn't until finally one day we just kind of woke up and we were like we need to find some investment and we sat down buckled down and put together an entire pitch for Arcview Submitted it to Arcview and got accepted, did the webinar and all that stuff, and uh, yeah, pretty much uh, found an investor there who gave us a loan, and we were able to just kind of use that loan to fund us through the 16 months of R&D for the new mouthpiece and filter. Yeah. But yeah, without that like low point and getting that real kick in the butt to just say, hey, you got to take this next step, we probably would still be there, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And as you kind of think through, I mean, I I always say it's one thing to have an idea. It's another thing to kind of create, realize that idea in a product, but then it's a whole other thing to actually take it to market and build a business around it. Exactly. What what other things have you had to kind of figure out, you know, above and beyond just creating, you know, a, a highly useful, high quality product? What does it take to actually really run the business?
3: So really just being able to do everything, because when you you start off, you can't, obviously there's no money to just sit there and hire people. So you have to be able to learn and adapt and kind of just be willing to do everything that you possibly can, even if it's not like to the professional standards that most people assume. Like to this day, we're running hundreds, like tens of thousands of units of mouthpieces, hundreds of thousands of filters, and my inventory management system is abysmal, but It's working and I'm I'm doing everything I can to get to the point to get it on track. But it really is just kind of, you know, learning as you go, adapting and just kind of growing with it, you know?
2: Yeah. Any skills you wish you had earlier that would have helped you in the process?
3: I really wish I, you know, took some engineering courses. But then at the same time, I've spoken to some engineers about that and they said, having that formal training definitely can hamstring you sometimes. So like one thing that I've noticed is when I put together the CAD design and showed it to a couple of my friends who also have CAD experience, they looked at me and were like, this doesn't make any sense how you like actually set this up in in the software. And I was like, yeah, but it works, and it printed on a three D printer. So what's the problem? And they're just kind of like baffled that it worked out that way, and it's just kind of one of those things. So I do wish I had a little bit more formal training, but again, not so much where it would take away from like the freedom and creativity that you have, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah. I think there there is a certain uh, ingenuity and ignorance exactly. <laughs> you know, when it exactly. comes to some of these. If you get if you get too educated in some of this stuff, you get too fixed on doing things the way it's always been done, rather than just kind of even if it's by happenstance finding new ways of doing things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tell us about the sort of marketing distribution side, you know, in terms of how you actually, you know, have gotten this to market and and how do you I guess how have you positioned it and and who have you found being kind of your core customer or your the people that are really interested and passionate about the product?
3: Sure. We have definitely found that influencers utilizing social media. Uh, has been huge for us in just getting out the brand awareness, the product awareness prior to really having the capital to kind of leverage some of the influencers and different marketing aspects that are out there. It was just a constant struggle of going to trade show after trade show and just that wholesale grind of trying to get in front of the buyers to then get in front of the consumers. And once we kind of realized that, wait a second, if we just kind of dump all of our eggs into the basket of retail And instead of putting the money into the trade shows, focus more on Instagram, social media, SEO, then it really blew up. So now we're at about 115,000 followers on Instagram. Our daily traffic is through the roof. But a lot of it is also organic. A lot of people just hearing about the product, seeing the product from their friends, and then searching searching organically.
2: Yeah, it feels like one of those things that it would be like there's this kind of curiosity like what's that kind of factor that people end up... uh they're hearing about the product, exactly. and I'm not sure if you've
3: used. seen it, but the filter that you put into the mouthpiece it's actually double, it's a triple layer filter, so it's Uh, non-woven structure. In the middle, there's a layer of activated carbon to actually clean, like cleanse and sanitize whatever you're consuming. But the filter material itself is white. So as it starts getting dirty, it really turns brown, black, gets resinous and sticky and smelly. So it was just a visualization of people saying, oh my God, look at what I'm preventing from inhaling, you know, because it's just kind of absorbing all the excess that you don't need. And that visualization just kind of Took off,
2: you know. Yeah, it's, there's an interesting. It's like a visual demonstration of what the product does. It's almost like I, I don't know, or I guess at some level, I'm assuming people people don't really realize everything that they're inhaling, you know, when they're not using a filter. But then once they see the filter, they're like, "Oh my god, how could I have never used a filter?" before? Exactly,
3: exactly. Yeah.
2: And was that part of the product strategy, or like how? I guess how did that. How do you do that from, like, on one hand, it's a it's a good, like, it, it's, it's a benefit to the consumer. You know, on the other hand, it's a, it, it is a, it's a great demonstration kind of capability. I mean, I guess you, you could easily do the same thing with a black filter. Yes. Right. right? But you would lose the the visual impact. Exactly. <laughs> and we actually,
3: doing. we were prototyping with uh, just double layers. So the top layer was the white non-woven structure. The bottom layer was the black non-woven carbon structure. And it obviously did the job, but you just couldn't see it and then because yeah. you couldn't see it you couldn't really tell except for smelling it when it was time to change it so then we started getting some prototypes with the triple layer and it just a whole whole new difference you know yeah
2: yeah and in terms of distribution strategy you're, you're direct to consumer e-commerce or what's how are you distributing at this point
3: uh yeah so right now we're predominantly direct to consumer e-commerce um, we have a wholesale section on the website we have significantly cut back on the amount of trade shows that we were doing and then because we have such a big presence online. We have a lot of people going into the shops and asking for the product because they don't want to pay shipping, which is understandable. And then from that, we've also had distribution and wholesale increase as well. But predominantly, our bread and butter is definitely e-commerce right now.
2: Yeah. And so so let's talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> you know, the fact that we're recording this in in June, we're, oh geez, you know, I, I don't know if we're in the middle, I don't know if we're in the beginning, the middle, or the end of this pandemic, but you know, as of beginning of March, end of February, beginning of March, which, you know, COVID virus, coronavirus, uh, you know, hit the world. I'm assuming this has impacted your business somehow. Give us a little insight over what 2020 has looked like so far.
3: So 2020 actually started out really, or 2020 has been pretty good for us. It started out really well. We were going really strong. We actually did the one annual train show that we'd like to do. It was at the end of February. February closed a ton of deals, a lot of big volume orders. And then COVID hit. And when it hit, I was getting very nervous because obviously you have no idea what the market's going to do. Sales spiked. Sales just increased. I don't, I mean, I want to say double digit growth over the month for sure, easily, yeah. no, no doubt about it. Just because so many people who were looking at the product before, not even for the filter aspect, but for the germ aspect, and were saying, well, I only yeah. smoke with this group of friends, I don't really need it. Everybody. That thought and perception was just thrown out the window, and everybody immediately became germ-conscious overnight. So sales just yeah, blew exactly. up with it, yeah. And then another yeah, thing yeah. that we kind of saw, business. which was interesting, was the um, once a stimulus checks and stimulus deposits started going out, that was another increase in sales as well. Oh, interesting. Yes. And, what's, and what's the thinking there? A lot of people sitting at home and not being able to go out and purchase things. So I think they were just online shopping. So just been having,
2: having disposable income, and this was kind of a fun a fun purchase, so
3: exactly and i at the same time i didn't even really think that okay it's it's not like oh well it's such a the price point of the product is so high where you know it's it's not bearable for some people but i really think it was those people who looked at it and said okay i have some disposable income let me go back and buy 10 rolls of filters now 20 rolls of filters and stock up that type of thing
2: got it so you think there was a little stock up people wanting to uh, make sure they didn't run out of these necessary items uh, for, <laughs> sure. for sure for
3: yeah. sure and then obviously all of the shipping delays manufacturing delays that came with covid just kind of through a wrench and everything, the packaging that we use is the same material as the face shields that are used in hospitals. Oh my gosh! Um, no so way, obviously, really. no questions asked. I said, okay, reallocate the material to where it needs to go. That's that's priority. The filter material is the same uh, recycled synthetic fibers that are used in face masks. So it was just. We got, got hit left and right on everything. So everything got That's really true. backed up. Yeah. So we saw those spikes and simultaneously had about twenty five hundred orders in the system that were just hanging out for a little bit because we didn't have any inventory to do anything with.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. And um, in terms of product design, I mean what is
2: this do you do you have plans or visions for iterating on this product, other products kind of in the same kind of category, other types of products? Give me a little sense about where you go from here in terms of having you know, this first successful piece, Yeah, where, I mean, where does it evolve?
3: I mean, we feel strongly that we're in a good position to be the thought leader in harm reduction, germ-free smoking. We have a whole bunch of other plans for other products that fall within that category, smaller designs for different purposes, different types of filters, nothing that I can divulge too much because we're still in the R&D phase, but definitely yeah. building out the product line to kind of make it more available to everybody, you know?
2: Yeah. In terms of uh, have you know, kind of growing and scaling the business, what have been some of the challenges as, you know, things kind of had taken off, you know, volume increase, orders increase, where have you had to really kind of figure out new solutions or kind of grow and scale how you operate and, and how you run things?
3: Sure. Um it, it, it was a challenge. I'm not gonna lie. The the growth happened so quick. We released the new mouthpiece in the filter in July July eleventh of twenty nineteen. And literally that day we were doing I want to say July 10th, we may have done like $20 in online sales. July 11th, we did 500 and it hasn't slowed down since. Yeah. Um, so just the physical space, we were in a one car <laughs> garage and I had boxes in my bedroom, boxes in the living room. It. it was everywhere. It was an absolute nightmare. Had yeah. to move into a new facility. And then we were honestly f- the fulfillment side because when, when you're predominantly focused on e-commerce and you're doing that volume of orders – that alone is a full-time job and nothing else was getting done it was it was a nightmare it was just you're work you're spending too much time working for your business than you are working on your business you know yeah exactly. so then we had to find fulfillment centers different fulfillment resources and everything finally found somebody who was in the cannabis industry who had the infrastructure in place already and they were able to take over fulfillment for us so now we basically just pay them a fulfillment fee And they have employees, the warehouse, everything. So just learning how to adapt and kind of grow and say, well, wait a second. I don't have the time to not only get a warehouse, but train a staff of six people to be doing all of this. Let me find somebody who can do it for me, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: And how... I guess where have you found some of those things? Like, what are what are the resources? Has it just been lots of Google searches? Is there have there been communities that have helped you particularly well?
3: Honestly, the the cannabis community itself is just like the friendliest community that you could be a part of. So, just networking and staying in touch with people that you meet has been hugely beneficial. Everything from glass that we need for photography, we can reach out to a company over here, and they'll graciously give us some glass for the photos, you know, just because we've stayed in contact with them. It doesn't even have anything to do with the amount of followers we have. But if you're not willing to keep those connections, then you'll never get these resources. And it was like a gift from above that we found this fulfillment resource. Had we not stayed in touch yeah, with these yeah. people, they would have never said, hey, we could probably just do this for you you know yeah so that's that's definitely what I think is network 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 and then maintain the connections that you make. yeah
2: And, and in terms of your team, what is what does your team look like in terms of staff and partners and things that you rely upon on a regular basis?
3: Sure. it's a slim, lean team. It's uh, myself. I do a lot of the R&;D logistics manufacturing process, fulfillment stuff. My brother, Jay, also co-founder, he does marketing, like everything for marketing, sales. My girlfriend, Maria, she does not only social media, but the branding. She was essential in the new logo. It was kind of funny, funny story. Um, when we came out with the new mouthpiece, we wanted to do an influencer box to kind of send out these boxes to as many people as possible to just Hit the market, you know, and my and Jay original idea was going to be for a black box with white writing and that was it. And again, I look at Maria and her face was just disgusted. And she said, you you can't do this. Like, what are you guys doing? So we let her handle it. And she came up with a white box holographic print. And it just took the industry by storm. And now if you look at other companies that are coming out with packaging and new products, there's a lot of other companies that are using that holographic print. And it's just interesting because she was able to take things that she's noticed from the fashion industry, cosmetics industry, and bring that over to us. And implement that into how we're doing our branding, social, just everything customer service related. So it's a small team, but really all three of us have our, you know, our our hat and we pretty much handle it, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think the next big bottleneck is going to be You know, as you grow and scale? Where is the next challenge for you?
3: Maintaining uh, the growing side of uh, distribution fulfillment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the volume is just really increasing. We're going to definitely have to uh, pick up a couple more employees. I might have to look into getting a warehouse. But especially now, because of COVID, it's just so difficult to find people that not only are, not willing to work because there's so much, there's so many people that are willing to work, but just getting the safety precautions necessary to make sure that it's a safe environment. Everybody's doing yeah. what they're supposed to. And starting that from scratch is a very large undertaking. So whether it's kind of, that's definitely the bottleneck, just kind of continuing to adapt in the COVID life, you know?
2: Yeah. You know, as a leader, I'm always curious to talk to people who are going through this growth process. You know, the companies are getting bigger, they're bringing in more people, you know, the, the, the problems get more complicated. Where have you had to kind of do your, you know, Learn, adapt, change, evolve—you know your own kind of approach, mindset. You know, learning or leadership style. I mean, what what have you noticed in terms of what you've had to do differently as the company's grown?
3: Oh, for sure, just letting go of control. Um, you need, that's that's <laughs> and how's that <so>, going? <laughs> oh, it's so difficult. Um, yeah. You just want to have your hand in everything and every yeah. single. Message that goes out, you want it to be worded perfectly, and then any message that comes back that wasn't worded perfectly, you feel responsible because you didn't participate. But at the same time, you just need to take a step back, 35,000 foot view, and say, Is it necessary that I craft this one Instagram message, or can I let somebody else handle it? You know, and really just kind of hiring, outsourcing, hiring, and getting the right people to just kind of do the work and you know put your hands back and say, okay, just do it and then deal with the repercussions of a mistake when it happens rather than trying to preemptively stay on top of everybody, you know?
2: Yeah, any strategies for doing that? Because I, I applaud the, the you know, philosophy. I find that it's tough though. <laughs> oh,
3: it's-
2: <laughs> And anything you've, anything you've learned about how to, um, you know, strategically or how, how you deal with those situations uh, or how you kind of frame them for yourself to make it easier to One process?
3: One thing you need to realize is that people are never going to do things the way that you would. And just because they don't do something the way that you would, doesn't mean that it's wrong. It's just not the way that yeah. you would have done it. As long as the task gets done, it's done properly. The customer's happy. What's really the difference, you know? Yeah. So just being able to sit there and kind of have that thought process going into the situation and say, okay, well, in my mind, I wouldn't have said that, but it's not the end of the world. You know, we'll still get the same end result that's kind of what you need to do is it really did take a lot of training, especially working with my so closely with my brother for so long. When we started working with the SEO firms and different uh, like PR firms and everything, it was difficult to just say, okay, yeah, this blog, we're going to write this one. You know, we don't want you to give us your opinion on this. Yeah. We think it sounds good, you know, and that that was tough.
2: Well, and I, and I, you know, I want you to be able to keep working with with your brother and and your partner here. But um, what what are some of the challenges that have come up mixing kind of business and family, you know, have, having worked with and coached many partnerships that are married or family partnerships? What are some of the things that have come up for you as, you know, have you kind of navigated the company? And as issues come up, have you had to make decisions? You know, what, what has been sort of, some of the learning and where have you had to kind of adjust adjust things to kind of deal with that?
3: Sure. Well, not only did not only do we work with each other, but for the first several years of our professional career, we lived with each other. So it <laughs> just was just because it was too easy to do. It, it was otherwise. brutal. <laughs> <laughs> it was tough at times. Let me tell you. Yeah. And honestly, there were times where would get really heated, really like. He- angry shouting matches my girlfriend would be looking at us like what are you guys talking about this is insane and we're saying we're brothers this is normal and then Mm, finally we got moose our dog and that actually kind of made us relax a little bit surprisingly interesting yeah it was it was kind of like From a psychological standpoint, it was like, oh, we have a dog now. We can't let him see us acting like this, you know?
2: (laughs) It was like the trial. We don't fight fight in front of the trial. Exactly,
3: exactly. And then if it was like, (laughs) you're upset, all right, go have a A cool down period with Moose or whatever. And then honestly, things got a little bit more mellow. We still have like obviously our heated disagreements and everything. But it's just difficult because we're brothers. You're going to talk to family members differently Mm -hmm. than you talk to employees, you know, just because you've grown up with them. You have a tone with them. That's just how it is. And to this day, we find ourselves checking each other all the time. I'm saying, hey, do me a favor, don't talk to me like that, you know? <laughs> and then we just kind of move on and continue about the day. What's interesting is because we're brothers, when we do get in like a heated argument, it never lasts for like more than 20 minutes because yeah, we just yeah. have other stuff that needs to get done. So it's very easy to swipe the stuff under the rug, whereas if I was arguing with a co-worker of mine or a fellow co-founder who was not my family, that might get protracted out a little bit longer and not as easy to just kind of get over it, you know?
2: Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I guess there's a certain... While it might make it easier to kind of get into a heated discussion fairly quickly, it probably also makes it easier to kind of repair and move on and, and know that, look, at the end of the day, you're brothers. You're, exactly. You know, that that's not going to change, so you better figure out
3: how yep. to deal with it and move forward. Exactly. Yeah. Mom and Dad will not let us, uh, you know, uh, not come yeah. home for Christmas and stuff. So we got to get yeah, exactly. Out. You can't.
2: You're not going to split uh, family. Uh, you take Thanksgiving, I'll take Christmas. Yep, that'd be yeah. tough. <laughs> Interesting. I guess in, in terms of where the company is going next, what's the uh, I guess what's on the horizon? Any big um, uh, th- things you're working on strategically? I mean, if you look out at the market, anything that you're anticipating as cannabis kind of evolves as a as an industry that you're you're excited about, or I think it was a really opportunity for you.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, we actually I would love to get the mouthpiece implemented in as a best practice device across dispensaries, lounges, events. We did a bacteria study back in 2017 where we actually took like a lab-grade bacteria monitor and went up to different cannabis pipes and surfaces and swabbed a whole bunch of stuff to see how much germ was on, like bacteria was on there. And it was terrifying what was actually like present. Some of the pipes were like 50% dirtier than a public toilet seat. It was oh. oh yeah, really, really bad. And you don't think about it, but at the same time, you don't go to the bar and put your mouth on the same surface as everybody else. Yeah, You don't drink the same 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 glass. That'd be weird. That'd be extremely awkward. So I feel like best practices, reaching out to city councils, because these events aren't going to stop just because of COVID, they might die down a little bit, but they're going to come back. Cannabis is a very social experience, a very social community. So really just kind of raising awareness so that way best practices are implemented across the board you know yeah
2: dan this has been a pleasure thank you so much for taking some time today if people want to find out more about you about the about moose about the product what's the best way to get that information
3: uh check us out online moose labs.us you can also go to mouthpiece.us our instagram is at moose labs and uh, yeah, you can find all the information
2: there. Awesome. I will put uh, all those links in the handles in the show notes so people can click through and get that. I love speaking with entrepreneurs, people who have kind of come up with an idea and actually made a business around it. It's so, uh, you know, a lot of people have ideas. Uh, a lot fewer people have businesses behind those ideas. So it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time today.
3: Absolutely, Bruce. I really appreciate it, man.
1: You've been listening to Thinking Outside the Bud with business coach Bruce Eckfeldt. To find a full list of podcast episodes, download the tools and worksheets, and access other great content, visit the website at thinkingoutsidethebud.com. And don't forget to sign up for the free newsletter at thinkingoutsidethebud.com forward slash newsletter.